from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to Thursday, January 19th, 2023. Another exciting episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast Practitioner Brief. I hope you're buckled in, tuned in. You've got your coffee, tea, Celsius, Red Bull, whatever it is that you enjoy in the morning, or your glass of water, and ready to dive, dive deep into what's going on in the world of cybersecurity practitioners today. Thanks for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe. We do appreciate your support. Please share our content as well. Every share you, you do um, helps us get more and more listeners and viewers. Go to our YouTube channel, your favorite podcast listening platform. You can go to our website, cyberhoppodcast.com. The new season of Sizzle Talk drops in just 10 short days. Very, very, very exciting. Can't wait to share with y'all some of the interviews we've got in this new season. I'm really excited about it. It's different from all the others we've done. Um, and, and I'm super psyched to share that work with all of y'all and get your feedback. So that's coming right around the corner. Our Israel Roadshow for the month of April. If you are a cybersecurity company and you are based in Israel and you'd like to showcase and share the story of your company, we're going to be creating custom content for all of y'all. You can go to our website at cyberhealthpodcast.com or reach out to me on LinkedIn and we'll be happy to share more information about the opportunities that are currently available there. So Israel fly-in, month of April will be in Israel. Very, very exciting things going on there. Let's start our morning show here, but before we do, we must power ourselves up with the greatest power generator of all times, caffeine. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. wonder if you can get cars to run an espresso. It's cheaper per gallon. <laughs> All right, we'll kick off with an exploited control web panel flaw that's been added to the system much pass patch list. I'm sorry, the government uh, cybersecurity agency, the uh, CISA is giving federal agency an early February deadline to patch a critical and already exploited security vulnerability in the widely used CentOS control web panel utility. The agency added CVE 2022-44877 flaw to its known exploited vulnerabilities catalog and set a February 7th deadline for federal agencies to test and deploy an available fix. Security researchers learned earlier this month that a publication of a proof of concept code and a YouTube video demonstration would lead to live attacks. Soon after that, threat hunting grade noise and shadow servers spotted signs of exploitation. The type of vulnerability is a frequent attack vector for malicious cyber actor poses a significant risk to the federal enterprise, according to CISA. The uh, control web panel utility known as CentOS Web Panel is a popular free web hosting panel for enterprise-based Linux system offering support for the management and security for of both servers and client. The bug is described as an OS command injection vulnerability that allows remote attackers to execute commands via shell meta characters in the login parameters. Vendors are actively uh, bypass security patch for year-old Magento vulnerability. Vendors and agencies are actively bypassing the security patch that Adobe released in February of 2022 to address CVE 2022-24086, which is a critical mail template vulnerability in Adobe Commerce and Magento so uh, stores, according to e-commerce company Sensac. The CVE bug with a CVSS score of 9.8 is described as an improper input validation bug in the checkout process. It could be exploited to achieve arbitrary code execution within the wild exploitation observed roughly one week after patches were made available for it. The initial fix uh, were found to be easily bypassed. Adobe issued a second round of patches and a new CVE identifier, this one CVE 2022-24087, 
for the bug only several days after the initial uh, ex uh, after the initial patch. A proof of concept exploit targeting the flaw was released around the same time to address the vulnerability. Adobe removed smart uh, mail templates and replaced the old mail template variable resolver uh, with a new one. However, the move caught many vendors off guard. Some of them had to revert to their original functionality and now they've left themselves critical to the vulnerability. It also doesn't help that most Magento stores are run by small to mid-sized online sellers, meaning that it's not like they've got CISOs and practitioners in place. And this goes to kind of our supply chain. So that's part of the challenge here for Adobe. The company has said some vendors attempted to mitigate security risks by adding the ordering system basic filtering on unsafe user input, but that doesn't prevent exploitation uh, given the vulnerability can be triggered from other subsystems as well. Uh, so something to keep in mind. And if you are using on Magento, just to make sure that the vendors you're using have updated and addressed this vulnerability. Otherwise, your business is at risk as well. A critical Git, uh, critical Git vulnerabilities were discovered in a source code security audit. A source code security audit has led to the discovery of several vulnerabilities in Git, the widely used distributed version control system. The results of the security audit, which was sponsored by OCTIF and conducted by X41 and GitLab, were made public this week. And I can, uh, I've got the report here and the links in the show notes, by the way, for all of y'all to read it. The bottom line is that the result uh, that Git could be a tampering target for threat actors as the vulnerability affecting the system could be exploited to compromise developer systems or source code repositories. Kind of going on the trend we've seen, you know, since SolarWinds and now here thereafter. The security holes found during the audit included two critical, one high, one medium, and four low severity bugs, with the auditors also sharing more than a dozen informational notes. The critical vulnerabilities have been assigned already CVE identifiers, CVE 2022-23521 and 41903. The exploitations of the critical vulnerability can lead to remote code execution. Many of the other flaws can result in denial of service or information disclosure. The Git code base shows several security issues and the sheer size of the code base makes it challenging to address all potential instances of these issues. The use of safe wrappers can improve the overall security of the software as a short-term strategy. As a long-term improvement strategy, they recommend alternating time-boxed uh, code base, refactoring sprints, and subsequent security reviews. All of that is in the 96-page report that's in the show notes uh, and something worth noting. I did kind of browse over it this morning. Um, overall, right, we, 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 we all understand AppSec and, and, and DevSecOps are starting to really become critical issues because of how we're seeing attackers leverage those types of of vectors in order to launch uh, attacks on our organization or, or be able to take advantage of, of specific vulnerabilities. So nonetheless, it's worthy reading this. It's it's worthy to even have a champion in DevSec or AppSec within your organization looking at this, maybe creating a lunch and learn for your developers, for your software engineers, um, and sharing some of this so that they also understand that just because something is open source, just because something is widely used, just because everyone uses it doesn't mean it's safe. Um, and, and that would be something to take away from this sort uh, from this specific story into your day to day. Finally, um, MailChimp is disclosing a new data breach after several of its employees were breached. The Atlanta-based company suffered another breach after attackers accessed an internal customer support and account administration tool allowing threat actors to access the data of 133 customers. MailChimp says the attackers gained access to employee credentials after conducting a social engineering attack on the employees and contractors. The attack was first detected on January 11th. After MailChimp detected the unauthorized person, 
accessing their support tool after they've identified evidence of an unauthorized actor. They suspended the account access of MailChimp accounts where we detected suspicious activity to protect user data. They notified the primary contact for all the affected accounts on January 12th, less than 24 hours after the initial discovery. In response, uh, MailChimp shared uh, the following statement by uh, Bleeping Computer. While we do not share customer information as a matter of course, we can share that no credit card or password information was compromised as a result of this incident. Our investigation into the matter is ongoing and includes identifying measures to further protect our platform for operational security reasons. We are not publicly commenting on actions we are taking. Uh, this was first reported by TechCrunch, who was one of the first... Uh, one of the customers affected by this breach is the massively popular WooCommerce e-commerce plugin for WordPress. Uh, they've emailed customers warning them that the MailChimp breach exposed their names, store URLs, addresses, and email addresses, while WooCommerce states that there's no indication that the stolen data has been misused. They'll use it to target phishing, do a whole bunch of stuff there as well. Um, Trezor also is another one of those uh the Trezor in April of 2022, Trezor wallet owners began receiving fake data breach notification, prompting customers to download something, uh, download a piece of software that was really just another attack vector. Uh, MailChimp uh, has had a history with cyber incidents last year in August. They were breached after employees fell for an active phishing attack. Um, they also had uh, several incidents like these in the past. So more there on MailChimp and the challenges of these types of organizations. And finally, the ICS, Industrial Control Systems, what powers our energy, is confronted by attackers armed with a lot of new motives, tactics, and malware. Threat actors are diversifying all aspects of their attack on critical infrastructure, muddying the threat landscapes, and forcing industrial organizations to rethink their entire security uh, approach. The motive of financial and political gain, which is fueled partially by the ongoing conflict, between Russia and the Ukraine has emboldened threat actors to barrage ICS with even more disruptive cyber attacks, diversifying the threat landscape for critical infrastructure, according to new research. The, the thread, the threat, sorry, this trend is expected to continue throughout this year with attackers arming themselves with new tactics and malware, forcing uh, ICS operators to level up um, in the new report, which was published yesterday. It used to be that nation state actors were the leading perpetrators against attack, now using primarily uh, remote access Trojans rats to drop malware payloads and gain access to networks, as well as mounting distributed denial of service attacks to cause inconvenient disruptions, according to researchers. However, historically, critical infrastructures were seen as nation-state tactics. However, the colonial pipeline attack may have marked a shift in 2021 to that uh, effect, and now it's been shown that cyber criminals can leverage ransomware attacks on critical infrastructure in order to be paid with Russia really going after ICS last year in their invasion of uh, Ukraine. Now we're seeing even more of that, including wiper malware and, and a whole lot more. The top threats, according to the report, um, and the top trends in the ICS landscape were based on a compilation of information from various sources, including open source media, CISA ICS cert advisories, and Nozomi Networks telemetry, as well as exclusive IoT honeypots that researchers employed for a deeper insight into how adversaries are targeting OT and IoT, furthering the understanding of malicious botnets that attempt to access those systems. While researchers observed over the last six months, it was a significant uptick in attacks that caused disruption to a number of industries, with transportation and healthcare being among the top new sectors finding themselves in the crosshairs of adversaries. Attackers are using various methods of initial entry to ICS networks, though some weak security links that have been historically plagued not just in ICS, but the entire IT enterprise, like weak passwords and encryption, continue to be the top access threats. 
Still, root and admin credentials are most often used in these environments. In terms of malware, RATs remain the most common malware detected against ICS, while DDoS attacks have been usually high and still rising IoT botnets activity continues to be a top threat for IoT devices on a network. Over the second half of last year, attacks on ICS spiked in July, October, and December with more than 5,000 unique attacks in each of those months. Manufacturing and energy remain the most vulnerable industries, followed by water, wastewater, healthcare, and transportation. Uh, the look ahead is obviously uh, challenging for these industries as they have to move quicker in an industry that is heavily regulated and limited in profits as well. These companies do have some uh, limitation in terms of their earning and margins uh, being a public utility. So there's that. That's it for our show today, y'all. Thanks for being patient with me. Yesterday, our show uh, started a little bit late, unfortunately. The LinkedIn it went live on time on YouTube, Twitter, and, and everywhere else. LinkedIn had an issue with our 9 a.m., uh, broadcast. So we, we had to uh, rebroadcast that a little bit later. Apologize about that. Thanks y'all for tuning in. We'll be back on Monday with a whole lot more. Until then, have a great rest of your day. Enjoy your weekend. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.